in today's show. I'm looking ahead to Tuesday in the NBA. Who we can stream in? Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. Here we are looking ahead to Tuesday in the league. There are seven games on and we're going to talk streaming options as well. So... Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) The first game we're going to look at is the Mavericks. They're taking on the Miami Heat. And we still want to watch what is happening at center. Actually, that's not true. We know what's happening at center. It's going to get split between Muxy Kleber and Dwight Powell. But can anyone stand out enough to be a 12 or maybe even a 14-team league guy? At this point, no. Kleber's got the best shot at it. He's going to play more minutes, I imagine. But we still don't know how that's all going to play out. And then... The big question, I guess, with Dallas is Spencer Dinwiddie. He'll be ready to go for Tuesday, make his debut for this team. What does that do? What does it do to Jalen Brunson? How does his minutes get impacted? Where does Davis Bertans fit as well? He's going to be making his debut. What happens to Reggie Bullock? Does Dinwiddie come off the bench? Does he start? A lot of questions to be answered there. For Miami, I touched on this on the Buy Low show earlier today and Sell High show. Bam Adebayo's defensive numbers are through the roof. His usage is way up. He's playing at a really high level. Does he continue it? That's that's it. That's the question. How does he look? What does the usage distribution look for this Miami team? And then Gabe Vincent. At this point, Tyler Hero is out. We know that. Jimmy Butler is questionable. Again, Caleb Martin is questionable. So there's going to be a pretty strong role for Vincent, who's getting big, big minutes. In fact, the lowest minutes he's had in the last two weeks is 24. Now, in every one of those games, someone's been out, whether it's been Lowry or Martin or Struess or Hero. Someone's been out every game. And that's enabling Vincent to keep that value up. So if you're in a deep league, maybe he's a little bit of a sell high just because of all those um, situations working in his favor. Game two is the Cavaliers and the Hawks. Karis LeVert coming off the bench, we assume. They might actually get the return of Larry Markinen here. He's been upgraded to questionable. So I assume Markinen just starts over Wade. But where does that leave Karis LeVert, who's had one really good game or two sort of okay games? But the one really good game came when he was starting in place of Darius Garland. So can he fit himself into a solid role coming off the bench? And then with Markin returning and Levert on the bench, does this turn Kevin Love into a droppable player? I think it is going to trend that way because we've seen when the team is healthy, instead of 25 minutes, he plays 21 minutes. And then if Levert is getting shots off the bench and Love is not the only guy there, maybe that impacts him. So that is something that we definitely want to watch. For Atlanta, we know Johnny Collins is out through the All-Star break. Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable for this game. We saw last game without Collins, Capella played 31 minutes. It was a weird change in rotations, but that's what happened. Is that what we're going to get from now on? And the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! He started in place of Collins last game. I wouldn't say that he did much. He played the, still the same 23 minutes and struggled a bit. 
I still think he's got some value here with Collins out through the All-Star break, and he should be much better than he was in that game on Tuesday. But that remains to be seen, of course, because we haven't seen the game yet. The Celtics and the 76ers. I want to watch Marcus Smart by extension. I want to watch Derek White. How do those two work together? Smart's last game was pretty poor with some rough shooting, but overall, his production's been strong. So I'm not particularly worried about his game. I just want to see how it looks and how they run all that rotation. And then Al Horford. Daniel Tice might be ready to play for Boston. Does Horford start to lose minutes as they close with Derek White over him? And how does Tice impact that? They are fully healthy and ready to go, Boston. So let's have a look at how that all goes. Well, for Philadelphia, we're not going to get the James Harden debut. He's out through the All-Star break dealing with his hamstring. But will we get Paul Millsap? Or will it be Paul Reed that stays as the backup center? In deeper leagues, Paul Reed becomes an option. And what about the painter, Matisse Thibel, who is putting up great defensive numbers? Now, he can hurt you in every other category. But he is putting up those great numbers. He's one of those great options that rankings doesn't really fully account for what he can provide. For some people, he's super valuable. For others, he means nothing. But the ranking puts him as like, yeah, probably should roster this in this guy. But it doesn't make sense for everybody. And it's where context becomes super important. The next game we look at is the Hornets and the Timberwolves. And it's weird that I'm going to say I want to watch JT Thor. But I want to watch JT Thor. Mainly because I get to do this. We know each other. He's a friend from work. The Gotta Hammers played 12 minutes last game. That's very interesting to me. And with Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniels, and Gordon Hayward out, there is a spot in the rotation there. Now, the problem is, is that PJ Washington, Montrez Harrell, and Mason Plumlee still exist. And Thor's probably better suited to playing at the five. But he played 12 minutes, and they were pretty, um, pretty positive in the talk about him. I think he's a better prospect than, say, Kai Jones and Nick Richards on this squad. And I'll be very interested to see how he develops and if they can give him some more minutes. That's something to watch. And then, you know, in in conjunction with this, how do how do the Harrell and the Plumley and the Washington minutes go? Last game, amazingly, we got 30 minutes of Plumley and 20 minutes of Harrell, and just 23 of Washington. There's only so many minutes to go around in that front court. So how does that all play out? Is a big question for Minnesota. I want to watch Jared Vanderbilt, who is trending downwards quickly. I still think he's a guy to hold on to, but it is trending in the wrong direction. And if your fantasy playoffs have started. This is the number one thing for fantasy playoffs. You've got to be brutal. You've got to be ready to move on from guys. And if you are in that spot where you need to move on, do it. Like, that's fine. His upside's not that high. If you do need to drop, you do it. I still think that if he's on my waiver wire, I'd look at it and go, hmm, I, I think I'm adding him. But everyone's situation is different. If you need day-by-day production and he is your worst player, then see you later. That is always the rule. Whoever's your worst player is expendable. That is That should always be your rule. And interestingly, Torian Prince, who been playing so well, he was a DMPCD last game. I don't know why that was, but we saw Reed and McLaughlin, McLaughlin get those minutes off the bench. We saw Jaden McDaniels push to 30, and there just wasn't any space for Prince. Is that what's going to be regularly happening? Remember, he was putting up some big numbers and then you know, struggled and now out of the rotation. It's a weird choice, but it is a choice that happened. Just like you have a choice of betonline.net. That's a horrible segue, but I don't care because I'm here to tell you that football season's over, but basketball season, mate, we care. We don't care. We're flying. We're going right through to the playoffs here, and BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all the latest odds, totals, and player performance props. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Wow. BetOnline.net has hockey, UFC, boxing odds, plus all the Olympic information and news that you need. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Next game is the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. I want to watch DeAnthony Melton. We know there's no Dylan Brooks. The wave pool's getting in 19 to 23 minutes, and he's actually producing at a really high level. 
It's always, I'm always loath to say, hey, you've got to go and add Melton because inevitably he'll play 15 minutes and score two points on nine shots and make me look like a dickhead. And then the nights where I say, maybe not, he'll play 24 minutes and go 14-4-4 with three steals, two blocks and hit four triples on 70% shooting. And I go, wow, this is actually why I like him. So the Melton conundrum continues, but let's watch him. Maybe you stream him. I still believe he's a really good player and it's just going to be ups and downs. Last game, Brandon Clark played a lot. Steven Adams had some foul trouble. In fact, he fouled out in like 15 minutes. So Clark played a lot. I like that Clark-Jackson pairing in the front court. I think it's something they should be looking to develop more of. And I want to see whether they lean into that more. Clark is a 12-team league guy. Well, for the Pelicans, the fears have been realized about the Jackson-Hayes minutes. This is probably the last opportunity I give him to hold. If they continue to start Devontae Graham and play Hayes strictly as a 20-minute backup, then there's no point in him in 12-team leagues. But we are going to watch this one here. For Herb Jones, his playing time is strong. His defensive stats are through the roof. I know a lot of people are skeptical. I get a lot of questions every day. Oh, yeah, I want to add this player to drop Herb Jones. I'm not sure why you're dropping a top 75 guy, but that's I get that a lot. So there is maybe a little bit of undervaluedness still happening with Herbalife Jones. The Pacers and the Bucks. Well, of course, we want to, we want to watch O'Shea Brissett, who has been bad all season until the last couple of games, where he's been really, really strong on gigantic minutes. Now, it has helped that Isaiah Jackson has been out, and Jackson might return. We don't know. It's obviously helpful that Miles Turner is out. We know that Chris Duarte is out as well. And Malcolm Brogdon, there is almost no chance that he plays. So this could be another opportunity for a big Brissett game, but it could also be that Jackson plays, and then we get a real impact on him. For now, he is a 12-team league guy. Whether that lasts or not, or that just remains a, a Turner, Brissett, Jackson, Smith, Goga mess, that's more the way I think it's trending. And then Bud Heald. He's playing a lot. Rick Carlisle's gone, screw this shit, we're playing bad players 40 minutes a night, and that's what Buddy's got the last two. And with Duarte out and Brogdon likely out, I'd expect another big minute game from Heald. He'll probably shoot 22%, but we want to see whether he can do something. Let's do something, Bud, that means the shots go in. That would be awesome. For the Bucks, it is a back-to-back -back for them, and Giannis is most likely going to be sitting out on the game on Monday. So does he return for this game against the Pacers, or is his ankle actually legitimately sore? If you're going to rest him, the Portland-Indiana back-to-back is probably a good time to do it. So Grayson Allen, with no Connaughton, probably no George Hill, no DiVincenzo, Allen's going to get good minutes, and I think he's a 12-team league option. While Punch Bob, how does Serge Ibaka impact Bobby Portis? Portis is shooting out of his mind at the moment. And that is going to come back. So let's watch that and watch how that playing time plays out. The Clippers and the Suns. Norman Powell gone. So is it back to Amir Coffey or is it Terrence Mann? I think still as usual, it's going to be a coin toss between Mann, between Coffey, between Kennard, between BJ Boston maybe, between Nick Batum. There's so many guys in that mix. If I want to add someone, yeah, Coffey and Mann, fine. I'd add them over Kennard for sure. But it could just still remain a mess. I also want to see what they do with Hartenstein and Zubats and how those minutes play out. And can Robert Covington play more than 12 minutes? A lot of people, again, you have to be really careful when you look at players and go, well, this is their fantasy position. Robert Covington's list is small forward, power forward. He really never plays the three. So the people will go, well, Norm Powell is a three and Robert Covington's a three. So Powell goes out and Covington takes his minutes. I think a lot of people are assuming that. I don't particularly think that's the case because Covington's playing exclusively power forward and center and power was playing basically exclusively at the two. So while there will be some trickle-down effects because you'll have fewer minutes of guys like Batum pushing up to the four, in general, the minutes at the four are contained with Morris and Covington with a little bit of Batum 
And the absence of power means more man, more coffee, more canard, more Jackson, all those guys. So maybe there's a couple of extra minutes for Covington, but I wouldn't expect him to push to 28 now because Norman Powell is out. It's possible, but I wouldn't expect it. For the Suns, last game, we got more minutes than expected from Tory Craig. Will that be what continues? And how does that impact Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson? Last game, we had 25 from Crowder, 26 from Johnson, and we had 23 from Craig. Now, it was a 27-point blowout of the Magic, so it's hard to get you know, too invested in that and go, well, this is what's going to happen. But watching how those minutes play out is really intriguing. It's hard to look at Cam Johnson as a must-roster 12-team league player at this point just because of those other names they've got there. But I can look at Bilpa as a must-roster because it is. It's February. January New Year's resolutions are probably out the window, but if you have continued with them, congratulations. Do you need a boost? When you're looking for that delicious treat, you're not going to reach for a sugary candy bar. Why don't you go for a Bilt Bar? Because they're jam-packed full of protein. And if you're working out and pumping those muscles up, why wouldn't you want more protein? In fact, you would. Have you tried their new puffs as well? Marshmallowy goodness. Cinnamony churro flavor. One of the best ones out there. And a great way of getting that protein down your gob. So head to Bilt.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. And save yourself 15% on your, off your order of Built Bars with all those delicious flavors. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at some back-to-back -back streams on the Tuesday-Wednesday combination. We're going to start with the Italian Cocktail Gallinari, who probably starts both of these. Um, you've got um, someone that I've just named, I've completely forgot, JaVale McGee in Phoenix. He's an interesting um, option there. Onyekara Kongwu in Atlanta. Jay Crowder. Jalen Smith, now in Indiana. Kyle Anderson. Jaden McDaniels and Grant Williams. Get the two games for the price of one ads there. Four nine-category leagues just for Tuesday. We've got Grayson Allen, Danilo Gallinari, Amir Coffey, PJ Tucker, Nico Batum, Onyekara Kongwu, Danny Green, Serge Barker, Jay Crowder, and JaVale McGee. Deeper leagues, all those names, plus add these ones into the mix. Isaac Okoro, Jose Alvarado, Grant Williams, Dwayne Dedman, George Niang, Shake Milton, the artist formerly known as Torian Prince, if he plays, we don't know that, Johnny Conchar, Tyus Jones, and Jordan McLaughlin. And then for points leagues, we're looking at Pat Beverly, DeAndre Hunter, Brandon Clark. How Clark and Beverly aren't rostered, I've got no idea. Melton, Herder, Gallinari, Brissett. He's still available in over 50% of leagues. Grayson Allen, Amir Coffey, and Dorian Finney-Smith. That will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.